Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Sia Najad, and we are all things Charles Schwab Challenge. Sia, two things. Three things. Eh, let's go. I'll lump them into two things. Uh, you are a great team player. That is number one. You filled in oh. for me on my podcast earlier this week. You are filling in here tonight. That's number one. Number two, it is always well-received. I always get a lot of tweets that say, more Sia. I need Sia in my life, et cetera, et cetera. I love hearing that. I'm hoping you're not just making that up to make me feel better. I would, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for for the I would in, 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 if it actually wasn't a thing. But thank you. Listen, I love filling in whether it's Kyle or Coach or or, or Greg. Uh, I'm 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 a first cut guy, Rick. So I'm here uh, for that and the scramble. I, listen, I love talking golf first of all, and um, and I love talking about what we predicted. Right? We predicted that, of course, Patrick Reed and Nick Taylor would be at the top of the board at the end of round one. We predicted that, right? This was almost a Martin Trainer week. We almost it got almost a Martin was. Trainer week for a few minutes there. Yes. Uh, but this leaderboard. All right. So there are a couple guys who are still playing, but there are seven tied at the top, 66. There are another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one back at three under. That's 14 either tied for the lead or one shot back. See, dare I say it, it's wide open. It's wide open and it's going to lend itself to probably some some cool or interesting live bets because when you have so many people sort of packed at the top, uh, and honestly, you know, if you you know two, the two wonders and wonder, obviously everybody's still in play, but I think there's some some guys that I'm sure we'll look at later on in this show that have some pretty enticing odds this early in the tournament. Yeah, we can't talk about them all. So let me point out a couple of notables already in at 66. That's four under par around Colonial, the number one golfer in the world. Very quick bounce back, a bogey-free 66 around Colonial for Scotty Scheffler. You and I had talked a lot this week that that missed cut from Scotty Scheffler at the PGA Championship was basically the best missed cut you could have asked for. And here he is right out of the gate playing well again. Yeah, you know what's really great about Scotty Scheffler, and it just it's just so telling how good this guy is because he wasn't super precise off the tee, and yet he sort of navigated his way to a, a tie for first. He wasn't great with the putter, and yet he navigated his way to a tie for first. So this is a guy that even when he's slightly off, yeah, he was great on approach, but even when he's slightly off, he's still kind of on. So imagine a scenario where Scotty Scheffler is just crushing it in all the metrics, which we normally see that from him. So uh, the fact that he's four under here, um, it's probably pretty scary for everybody else. Harold Varner III, 
Ooh, he had himself a day. He makes bogey on number one, which is a very easy hole. He then birdies two, three, and four. It had he had an eagle at eleven. It was it was a colorful day on the scorecard for HV three. He was uh, popular in fantasy formats. I know a lot of us put a wager in on HV three. I think he would be at least me personally. If he wins this, uh, I'll be a very happy man. Well, hand up here, uh, I faded him because anytime HV3 is a popular guy, I'm just going to auto-fade him. Same argument for Abraham Answer, same argument for Brian Harmon. I don't play those guys if they're popular for the most part. But Rick, you were on this. When we did our DFS show on Monday, you were all over HV3. And and you gave a particular sort of bent towards his par 3 scoring, the long par 3 scoring. And, and you know, it's all showing up. He's 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 positive in all metrics through round one. And I, and I guess it's a surprise to very few people at this point. The concern is it's never about Thursday for Howard Varner, the third, never, never really about Friday, never really about Saturday. It's that pesky Sunday. See, that that sometimes can, uh, can bite him. So uh, while I have fingers crossed, I, I am cautiously optimistic. Well, Rick, I have some breaking news for you. Are you ready? I see you're sitting down. Uh, HV3 is not going to win the Charles Schwab uh, Challenge. I almost said Invitational. Why don't they call it the Invitational? It is an Invitational by nature, but it's not called that. Yeah, I just I'm gonna I may refer to it interchangeably because it's an Invitational. That's what it should be called. But I'm sorry, Rick. He's not going to win it. Hopefully, you had like a top twenty because I think that's where he ultimately lands. Sorry. That's all right. A couple other names here. Let's see. Kevin Niles won this event. He is T8. Uh, let's, I don't, uh, we can skip over that. Davis Riley. How about yes, this? Yes. Thank Davis, you. Okay. Davis so good. Riley is sniffing himself. He is feeling himself. Four straight top 12s coming into this event. Now one shot off the lead in that big log jam, a tie for eighth. I, he, he's, he's figured it out. He's found it. He's gotten more comfortable. I don't know what adjectives it is, Sia. He's just playing really good golf right now. Yeah, I criticized him last week before the tournament started because I'm like, I just don't believe in the approach game. I think your retort at the time was, listen, ever since the Zurich when he played with Will Zalatoris, the guy's just been on fire. And of course, you're right. And he's crushing it on approach again. I mean, he's a big gainer on approach, a big gainer around the green, a loser with the putter. And yet he's still three under. And I believe and again, I'm sure we'll check this later. But last I checked, his odds were around 25 to one. Now, with a name like Davis Riley, only one day through, that's not super enticing. but it might be enticing enough for me to to put something on. This guy is just kind of coming out of nowhere. Nobody's talking about him until very recently. And I think he's completely dialed in. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh <clears throat> that's good to hear. Um, couple notables here. Justin Thomas won over, lost 3.8 strokes on approach. I will look it up. I'd be willing to wager about $15. That's his worst uh, strokes gained approach round ever. Is that a bigger surprise than Jordan Spieth losing another stroke and a half uh, on the putting surfaces? He's one under par. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm seeing it, Justin Thomas is, uh, I mean, it looks like right now, and I'm sure it's still updating, he's like third worst in this field on approach. And and by the way, all you Brian Harmon backers, He's oh, second boy. worst at, at the moment. This might change. Justin Rose is about fifth or sixth worst. So th- the point is, I have a lot. Listen, Justin Thomas is Justin Thomas. We'll see. I mean, obviously, there's the psychological, you know, sort of 
downfall or downturn from a big you know win and so maybe that's at play here as far as jordan spieth i actually have a lot of confidence in him he missed a couple short putts but his putter i thought for the most part was pretty good i mean he burned a lot of edges he made a few long putts i think it might be just slightly a, like a concentration problem when it's like five feet in but the way he's been able to navigate his way out of trouble has been actually really impressive so i think if he actually the, the ball striking really comes to what we saw the last few weeks with his ball striking, I think he could really make a charge up this leaderboard. Uh, what did I say JT's stroke gained approach was minus three, seven, nine. Oh no, he's had some bad rounds. Uh, that is his one, two, three, four, fifth worst round ever. Fifth out of 694 rounds on the PGA tour. That was the fifth worst one for JT on approach. Are you at all worried about Colin Morikawa and the putter? Because this is now kind of a, a little bit of a trend. He was even par, was awesome on approach. He gained two and a half strokes there. He lost three with the putter. And you can see it starting to bother him out there. You can see he's starting to like look a little bit. I don't know if he's misreading them, getting a bit confused. But it, this is starting to become a trend. I know, Rick. See, I'm not – listen, Rick, I'm not as big of a name as Rick Rungood and, and some of these other guys that aren't first cut. But a week ago, or at least – Four days ago, I told everybody that, and it, this wasn't reported, at his news conference immediately prior to the PGA Championship, he put a line on his ball, which was new to him. He said he wished he had more time to experiment with it, but oh well, we're here at the PGA Championship, so I'm just going to have at it. By the way, that's almost a direct quote. There was like no confidence coming from this man when it came to his new style of putter. And long story short, he's A, a bad putter right now, and B, is trying something out. I am not interested in a bad putter who is, quote, trying something out. So I'm sorry I'm not big enough in the community to break this news to the entire golf world, the entire golf universe, but I'm trying to tell you and nobody's talking about it. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you are now. Maybe now we heed those warnings. I will tell you, the three strokes uh, that he lost with the putter... Oh, boy. This is so embarrassing. I had the wrong column selected. Three strokes he lost with the putter. Yeah, that's like his eighth worst putting performance ever. So not good seeing Najat for Colin Morikawa. Um, you mentioned it at the top. Because we've got such a logjam, it is creating a very interesting situation with the odds board and mm -hmm. also because the book's don't want to get burned on Jordan Spieth still. Very interesting uh, situation with the odds board. So I want to take a look at that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook 
as you can imagine, have listed the number one golfer in the world, the man who is tied atop the leaderboard, Scotty Scheffler, as the favorite to win the Charles Schwab Challenge. He is plus 450. Webb Simpson, very nice round of 66. So maybe the PGA Championship was sign of things to come for old Weber. He's 10 to 1. And then Jordan Spieth, three shots back. Caesar's not going to get burned here. See ya. 12 to 1 along with Chris Kirk. But you're right. You start scrolling down this list and you will find guys who are in the lead or very, very close to it for some long numbers. There's plenty of long numbers out there. I'm, I'm looking at a guy like Austin Smotherman, who was 6,300 in DraftKings and was quite the popular play. He's three under right now with, with two holes to play. Now, listen, over four days, is it going to happen? Probably not. But it, like Adam Long is down here. I mean, there's some names that I think Brendan Todd played well. I know Greg Ducharme really liked him. I think there's some like low end names that actually have a tiny bit of win equity here. Austin Smotherman, 100 to 1 right now um you pointed out davis riley who is indeed 25 to 1 i mean cam davis cam davis here who has won within the last what six months uh is 28 to 1 and tied for the lead cam davis yeah and on these slightly shorter tracks we know that cam davis can sometimes uh, play well, even though we don't kind of see him as a good course fit when it comes to that. Uh, I I don't think I'm going to be betting Cam Davis. We know he's he, he he can win. I'd rather probably take like Davis Riley, for example, at 25 to one rather than Cam at 28. So so what's the strategy here? Do you do you kind of pepper like uh, a couple of these guys? Like you know, if you gave me Cam Davis at 28 to one right now, who is tied for the lead, and you gave me Max Homa at 35 to one, which is a little bit longer than his pre-tournament odds, just three back. Like if I made those two bets right now, I think I'd be kind of happy about it. Yeah, I totally agree. Did you say Max Homa was 35 or 40 to one? I see him at 35 to one right now. Okay. Um, there may or may not be other places where he's 41. But there are no other sports books. That's that true. That's a hundred percent true. That's, that's not uh, a thing. I like, I, I do like Max home at 35 to one for the record. I, I think that's a good bet. I think Max home was pretty good today. I mean, he wasn't great. His greens and regulation wasn't great. It should have been a little bit better. He had a couple of bad holes, but he navigated this course really well when he was in trouble. He's three shots back. This is insane. There are so many guys here. There are 41 guys either tied for the lead or three shots back. That feels irregularly compact to me. I'm curious where, oh, Victor Hovland's 22 to one. Wow, that is really interesting given where he, I mean, I, I like I like the home of bet. I might pepper Austin Smotherman just because. I, I think he really was a good course fit here. He can get hot with the putter. He can get hot on approach. I don't have a problem with him. And by the way, props to Mito Pereira. I thought he really battled today after a really poor start. I'm impressed. Yeah, he got back to even par. Um, he made bogeys on three, four, and five. He did the horrible horseshoe trio where you bogey all three of those holes. Cam Tringale did it too. Uh, Tringale did not really bounce back after that. Uh, I, I know from experience, unfortunately, as being an investor in <laughs> him. Too. But Me yes, too. Mito Pereira uh, did bounce back, shoot even par. And even par is four shots off the lead with 54 to go. If I may, Sam Burns at 80 to one. He's only five shots back. You see a plus next to his name, and you're like, oh, it was just a horrible round. He's five shots back. And honestly, that yeah, of course, Scheffler's in front of him. There's a lot of good names in front of him. But 
this thing could flip tomorrow. We have three more days of golf to go. Sam Burns at 80? I, I, I might have to play that on principle. This is so fun. This is like my favorite betting board of the year. Just it like is. Guys right here. It's a great setup with just a bunch of guys at the top. It pushes everybody down. I, I think. I actually think this is a really good night to catch some mid-tournament odds. And I think Burns and Homa and maybe even Smotherman, even though I will admit that's an extreme long shot, I, I think they're all in play. Look at their CT Pan at 80 to 1. He's been crushing it. I love Don't this. give me Tony Finau, though. Don't even talk to me about Tony Finau. No. He could be 160 to 1. I'm not taking that. No, Tony. Uh, all right, see ya. Much appreciated, my friends. Uh, first cut will be back after each and every round this week. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see what this odds board, what the leaderboard looks like after round two, because it's mayhem at the moment. Uh, Producer Jacob does all that hard work behind the scenes. Sia Najad, available on Twitter at Sia Najad. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.